Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard talk about what to do with controlling guys in the life of your teen daughter. Let's hear what they have to say. We have a program here outlined over controlling guys. Who are these guys? Mark? Yeah, these are guys who almost prey in our kids or get so connected to our daughters that they start to control them. And it's just absolutely amazing that we we hear of this over and over and over again about guys that, that become obsessed with girls or they are stalking them or they are pursuing them and won't let them go. And so we have a lot of kids that have lived with us that come to us to get away from these guys, and it ends up even to the point of filing protective orders against wow. these people to keep them away so that a child can continue to grow. Well, here's an email that I think sets up our topic today, Mark. This mm-hmm. listener, this parent says, we found a disturbing letter in my daughter's book bag directed at her boyfriend that we did not know she had. I'm afraid she's having sex. We try to talk to her, but she refuses to speak the truth about the current situation. She's an honor student but feel she is very influenced by her peers. We found out she was skipping classes more than likely to be with him. Any info will help. Yeah, I mean, and and these emails come every day. I mean, it's amazing to me how parents are going, okay, my child is carrying on relationships, and I think the Internet has ushered in a whole new opportunity to have communication with people outside of the arena of just those they go to school at. But the secretiveness of that becomes an issue for a yeah. lot of families, and we need to discuss that as well. The effect of porn and the expectation level that is placed on our guys, the perceived perception of expectations from girls, the tools of texting and digital images, all coupled with the lack of a true connection between teens, it sets up our young girls for sexual involvement. Mm -hmm. Well, let me add to that. It sets up our boys, our young men, for a connection with kids that becomes somewhat over-controlling. It's in a culture that's permissive where sexual activity is prevalent and this type of behavior is promoted. And so now you kind of take that same uh, effect that it's having on girls and you apply it to young men, and you find out that as men, as young boys in junior high and high school become sexually involved with girls at any level, that what happens is that connection begins to happen, that God-given intent of sex to bond two people together is happening outside of marriage at a very young age. And so these young men become very protective. They become controlling. They become very jealous. The rage begins. They do not allow this girl to do other things, to be with other people, to talk to other people. They become overly controlling. Hmm. You know, in that email I read, it talked about finding that letter in her daughter's book bag. Yeah. Do we do we have to kind of investigate to <laughs> yeah. find out what's going on? Yeah, it's, uh, to me it's amazing that somebody's writing a letter these days. They don't write them that much anymore because right. they use either email or something like that. But the point is this is that is that in a culture that becomes very difficult and very confusing, 
most people don't realize they're confused or deceived until they get further into it and they begin to incur some of the consequences from the actions they have. And so in between the time that they start and the time that they experience consequences is a time that parents need to keep a weather eye to the sky and try to figure out, is something going on in the life of my child? Now, we don't know it yet because they haven't violated it, but what that ushers in is the opportunity to say, should we violate privacy with the intent of finding something to protect our child. If you have reason to suspect. That's right. And you really can't confront the teen until you really know what the circumstances are. That's right. And so parents are always asking that question. Should I get on Facebook and look at things? Should I look at the other pictures? Should I get on MySpace? Should I look at my child's diary? Should I look at their look at their text messages? And and I would tell parents this. I mean, I think if your child is 12 and 13 years old, you better be looking at everything. I want that password. That's right. If your child is 18, you know, you're almost beyond that time and you're not going to be able to do anything about it. And so there's got to be an age appropriateness in that span. Well, it may be that, sweetheart, I I want you to be on Facebook and I'm okay for you to communicate with people. And I know that I can't control what other people say, but I just want to be your friend and I want to have access to that out of protection for you. Mm-hmm. That's it. And and sometimes kids will welcome that as long as mom and dad aren't always asking questions and saying, okay, well, why do you do this? Or why do you say this? Or why? I mean, that becomes intrusive. I mean, scripture says, seldom set foot in a neighbor's house or he will grow to hate you. <laughs> I mean, so seldom walk in and violate the privacy of your child or they will grow to hate you. I mean, that has to do with their individual bedroom. It has to do with, with where they talk about things and have their discussions with other people. You don't want to intrude and you want to give them some privacy. But you've got to just play it smart and watch more than anything else. Well, there's some steps involved here. Step one is do the investigation, and it may mean what you've just talked about there. Um, But step two, then, once we have some evidence, do we have to sit down with a teen? Oh, yeah, you do. You know, and and I always say this, Wayne. I mean, uh, to go back to step number one, violation of policy means violation of privacy. Okay. If I think, and I tell my child this up front, I tell all the kids this at Heartlight that live with us, I would tell any parent to do it. If I ever feel that you're violating the values that we've set up and you're doing something against what we have taught, Here's what I'm going to I do. want you to give me permission to invade your privacy. Most kids will go, sure, mom, go ahead. Sure, dad, go ahead. You know, and, and they do that. But if you do that at a time that they're not doing anything wrong, then they give you the permission so that when something does happen and you have to sit You're down and talk with them. proactive about it. That's right. Yeah. You, you've already been given permission. And then set up a meeting. Yeah. Sit down and talk face-to-face. Absolutely. Make good eye contact. It ask is. good questions. Yeah. Be accusatory. No, right? No, I would say, sweetheart, I found some things, and this is what I found, and we need to talk about it. Just that. I notice that you've made comments that you're having sex with a boyfriend. I notice that that you're controlling your girlfriend, and I need to talk to you about that. I notice that you've you've said you violated things. Your friends have said things to us. Other parents have said things to us. I want to get it out on the table, as I will always get it out on the table, and I would like to just have a discussion. Rather than another sermon, 
rather than the accusations, rather than judgment, what you're doing is giving an invitation to walk into your child's life and allow them to walk into yours so that you can go, okay, I, I know this is an issue. Let's talk about it. Now, if they deny it, then you've got to, you almost have to step it up and say, I'm dealing with a hostile witness. Right. You know, I, I'm going to have to treat this differently. And that's where there's got to be some consequences there. But you want that time where you can just sit down and talk. I know that you say that you need to put up some rules and controls to protect uh, the, the girl in this case is being over controlled by some guy. And I like what you say. You say the intensity of your actions should match the intensity of the situation. That's right. You know, if you just have a boy that's calling too much, you don't get a restraining order against the boy. <laughs> you know, you don't put the shotgun out on the table and scare him. I mean, you don't go to an extent that makes something bigger than it actually is. But I would tell you, there are times that you have to set things straight, and it may be meeting with the young man. You know, one of the problems may not be that you're, this young man is so controlling, but it may be that you allowed your 13 year old daughter to start dating an 18-year-old young man. No way. And I'm going, yeah, and, and most people, but I tell you, there's people that do that because they like this young man. He's huh. involved in the youth group. He he's he does all the right things. He leads a worship team. I think there's a there's a normalcy for a, a 13 or 14-year-old girl to want to date an older boy. I think there's a real abnormalcy for an 18 or 19-year-old boy to mm-hmm. date a girl that young. And so uh, there, there's got to be some controlling issue that's happening there. There are cases, though, when you do have to have the authorities or police involved, Absolutely. right, if it becomes that severe? Absolutely. One, I mean, I, I, the rule of thumb that I tell parents is that if you allow your child to date, don't let them date anybody two years older. You know, I mean, once they get in high school, if they're a sophomore dating a senior, that's one thing, and usually that quits and they move on. But if any sexual activity happens with somebody that's over the age of 18 and a girl that's younger than than 17 and there's a two-year age span difference, it becomes something that might be illegal and that you can push and get that child away from your child immediately. I mean, and, and today you're going to have to push hard and push strong because most guys think, hey, this is normal. This is not abnormal. This is how it's supposed to be. You love your teen, but lately you don't recognize them. Your daughter starts talking, acting, and dressing like a total stranger. Your son loses all interest in engaging. You tiptoe around them, trying to get through, but unable to overcome the sudden distance between you. What happened? You're not alone. Situations like this are normal, even in the most wonderful families. Mark Gregston has walked with thousands of families going through difficult times with their teens, and even experienced it firsthand. He's helped them navigate their teens' most difficult years, and he can help you too. In his book, What's Happening to My Teen, Mark shares stories of change, hope, and compassion that will give you insight and wisdom into what's happening in your home and in the heart of your teen. It's not a magic spell to fix everything, but it can give you encouragement and practical advice for the road ahead. You can order What's Happening to My Teen by visiting parentingteenresources.org. We have a little girl that was with us that is committed to writing a book about an over-controlling relationship hmm. that ended up in court where she had to get rid of a young man and have, have court orders against him. Wow. But it's a, it's a great story. But 
God can take those things in the lives of these kids and use them in a great way. Did you hear when Melissa said uh, she was so grateful that her parents stepped in? Yeah, yeah, because she couldn't control it. I mean, when you begin to see that it's out of control, I mean, at, at some point when they start experiencing those consequences that we've talked about, they will begin to ask for help. I, I want them to not experience the consequences, but sometimes a child has to experience those, you know, for them to get to the point where they do ask for help. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.